Before we begin, the Half Moon podcast would like to recognize that we are situated on the traditional unceded territories of the Semiamu and Coast Salish people. We are proud of our relationship with the Semiamu First Nation. Hello and welcome to the long-awaited return of Movies of the Week. I'm your host, Sean Shannon, and today I'm joined by Finn and Karina. Hello. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some movies. Yeah, we got so fun. Yeah, we got four <laughs> movies up, and the first is the menu, which we've all seen, and I think everyone has a lot to say about it. So let's just start with Finn. I loved the menu. I don't know. I've seen it twice now in theaters. That's a fun fact, and that's actually was one of the first movies I've seen in the theaters for quite a while. It's done by Adam McKay, who I love, um, and a lot of the writers who do my favorite TV show, Succession, and I just thought menu was like it was a really smart like concept i thought it was both funny and well i mean it's a horror thriller sort of and it's also like got some comedy to it i just really loved it sean what did you think um yeah i think the like when i first started this movie it definitely flew under my radar just because it didn't sound as striking obviously anya taylor joy was the star and i love her ever since the queen's gambit and i was that was like the only selling point for me i didn't even know ray was in it until I went into the theater and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did but like it was sort of like if the chef's table and Midsommar combined it was one of the like craziest like middle acts and climaxes ever and I was really uh, entertained the whole time uh, Karina? Um, I actually really loved it I don't usually like movies that are like gory thriller kind of vibe but I think Anya did an amazing job, like, acting as the character. Oh, her name is Marga, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really interesting character to see, like, from the start to finish. And, yeah, I really, I loved the movie. Yeah, and I really loved, like, the themes of um, the poor and the richer. Yeah. And really uh, the poor-er coming out. And yeah. explaining how much and all their aggression towards the higher or richer class people. Yeah, a lot of talk about like service industry and like class and yeah. And I think that actually perfectly describes the themes of our next movie, Triangle of Sadness, which me and Karina got the opportunity to see. Yeah. Um, very interesting film. It came out in I think early or late September, but it released at the. Uh, Cannes Film Festival this year and won the Palme d'Or Award which is the best picture and I thought it was a really interesting film I really enjoyed the like the entire cast especially Woody Harrelson I think Woody Harrelson really shined um and for the first time actors or not first time but first like super big role of the main stars they all did really really good um, I, the movie was okay in my mind. I, my favorite scene was like Woody Harrelson and um, Slavko Vodic. I really liked their scene together. That was like my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I didn't really, it didn't really like stick with me. Like the movie was like, it was interesting, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really like it after a certain point. Yeah, I really liked the theme and like the whole message of it and how it was executed i just i feel like there was a huge pacing issue mm-hmm. in the third act and the the like conclusion and the final 
10 minutes was just it seemed really phoned in like they needed to end the movie and they're just like I don't yeah, know let's they, just put this together I don't really care I didn't like the ending I feel like they could have done a better job at like a little bit of a different ending I feel like it was as you said very very rushed I feel like yeah like, I think it should have been rewritten yeah and it was already two and a half hours almost mm -hmm. so i feel like just give it like 10 more minutes at that point like you're already really long yeah. just just make it longer and like draw out the ending a bit more i think that would have been a lot more enjoyable um but yeah now our next movie uh i don't remember when this one released particularly but um, it is my policeman with harry styles yeah okay i i loved it i feel i like I'm just a huge Harry Styles fan, that's probably why, but I think, like, the story of it was interesting. I feel like the adaptation from the book, I haven't read the book, but I've heard from people that have, that it wasn't adapted as well as it could have been. Um, I think the casting was interesting, to say the least. I didn't like the main, like, uh, love interest of, like, uh, Tom's character. I didn't like Patrick. I don't know. The actor just didn't do it for me. Yeah, David Dawson did, didn't did do the perfect performance, I wouldn't say. I think some scenes felt really phoned in. And even Harry Styles, I feel yeah. like his breakthrough in acting recently, like with 2017's Dunkirk, that was a good film. Not showcasing Harry, but just a good film to have on his yeah. portfolio. And then we got a little cameo of him in the end of Eternals last year, so now he's joining Marvel. He signed a contract and everything. But now that My Policeman and Don't Worry Darling have come out this year, really showcasing what he can do in the main character role, yeah. I think he needs to hire an acting coach. <laughs> I, um, think, I think it's admirable he's trying to act, and like obviously he's not going to be good at it right from the start. And obviously, I will say, it wasn't the greatest acting I've ever seen. Um, but for like someone just trying out something new, it wasn't awful. I think he should have started as like side character roles and then worked his way up to main character, not just main character from the start. Yeah, I think his performance in My Policeman was definitely like not awful compared to, especially it compared was, to Don't was, Worry Darling. Was so that funny. was, oh man. Um, but I think he definitely got outshined by Emma Corrin, who was, yeah. uh, I don't really know what they were, but they were like the main. They were, they were like married? Yeah, so like. The fake love interest. Yeah, yeah. So like Tom married her, their character, Marion. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, had like, an affair with Patrick at the same time. It was something. Yeah, and they did a really good job, but yeah, unfortunate for Harry getting outshined in his own movie. <laughs> um, I think also like the like filler scenes that they have. Like it was like a two-hour yeah. movie, but like I'd say close to half of it was just filler scenes. That, didn't really need to be in the movie. Yeah, sort of like how Triangle went on for too long. Mm -hmm. I think my police, or sorry, Triangle like went on long and needed more still. Yeah. My policeman went on for too long and needed way less. Yeah. It was basically two hours because the credits were at the beginning, mm -hmm. so there were no credits at the end. It was exactly an hour fifty three yeah. minutes and easily could have been an hour. I'd that. say hour 20 almost. Yeah, I feel like even if it was two hours, I feel like the scenes that they had should have just been switched out for other scenes. Yeah. Because they're basing it off of a book, and, like, they could have taken other chapters from the book or something and based off of that. 
that did really like some of the scenes were useless. Yeah, I would have liked to see more Harry Styles as a policeman because it's called it. My Policeman, <laughs> and I think. It's brought up once, yeah. maybe twice. We see him in an outfit like two times. I think. Yeah, and one of them is him coming home from being a policeman. <laughs> so we never actually see. Um, just like assumed. But yeah, so that goes in the last movie, which I was the only one that has seen this movie yet. It was called After Sun, and it's an independent film from A24. And personally, this is easily like one of top three, maybe top five A24 films ever. Wow. Yeah, um, so I wasn't, ex- I was expecting to like it, like I was, re- had high hopes going in because of the reviews and it, I wasn't real, I didn't realize what the actual plot was, and I won't spoil it, because like, at the end, when you realize it, it's, it's pretty incredible, and I really liked the use of, like, camcorder footage, because the whole movie is about this woman, um, recollecting of her childhood through her memories and the camcorder footage that she has, and that she took with her dad on vacation. And she's trying to remember the, her dad, but also try to think about the side that she never knew about her dad. Um, and I think that for the main uh, little girl in it, Frankie Corio, is, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. She did an incredible job for a child actor. That was like an Oscar campaigning performance. I think people are actually trying to campaign her for an Oscar for that. and. Paul Mescal, who has done very few, but recently come into um, the play of acting, I guess you could say, with all powerhouse films that he's done. All of them are really good, and he starred in all of them. And once again, he just does another really good job. I'd really be in, um, interested to see where he is in 10 years from now. Um, and it, The After Sun's easily the, the best movie I've seen this year. Wow. All right. I hope you enjoyed this special winter break edition of the Half Moon Podcast, and we can't wait to be back with a full episode next week. Have a great rest of your winter break, Thunderbirds.